0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 49. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey, share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog, and on social while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. If you like what you hear in this show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are currently on. In today's episode, I will be discussing the difficult task of moving forward in your grief, even if only one small step, while making certain you don't leap past your history, past your life you've lived, and your story you've written. So thank you for joining me in today's episode. Now let's dive into our discussion, Taking a Step Forward, Not a Leap Past. If you are on your grief journey, then you are aware there comes a time when a good friend or a supportive professional asks you what steps you might be taking to move forward. As long as they understand that grief is not something you quote unquote get over, then I would suggest they are trying to support you in the very best way they can. However, be cautious of people who ask, when are you going to be over your loss? Or even, don't you think it's time you're over it? Or perhaps, they might dare to say, they're in a better place. In my bold opinion, they just don't understand. They do don't get it because most likely they have not experienced loss serious close devastating loss they may be trying to support you I'll give them that in a way that they feel that is appropriate but they are simply doing it in the wrong way they are working with the wrong mindset or a lack of true understanding they have the wrong assumptions based on society or maybe even the era that they grew up within now I know when I was young and someone we knew had passed my perception of the events were very simplistic and immature In that time of my life, grief was about a two-week period of time. Someone passed, family came in from out of town for the funeral, many of which you hadn't seen since the last family funeral or wedding. Cousins you didn't really know were suddenly all around, aunts and uncles you barely remember were sharing stories of your parents and the quote-unquote good old times. And after the funeral, there was a gathering with food, perhaps in the church basement, After a few more days, the out-of-town guests would slowly slip back to their normal lives, and so did you. There wasn't talk of counseling or of bereavement groups or gathering of friends months later to help the person who was left without their loved one navigate their quote-unquote new normal. And if there was any of that, I suspect it may have been the friends helping out on occasion. But I truly doubt counseling and bereavement groups were as prevalent as they are now. And I could be wrong. I admit it. It could simply be the view that I had at the time from a very young vantage point. But I do know this. Grief needs to grow more today. There needs to be a better understanding of what grief truly is all its facets and crevices, instructions or insights as to how to walk through grief and with it in the initial days, the weeks, and months, that needs to be more prevalent. There must be more open discussion of the minute details, the untold small and large obstacles of grief, which are part of the journey each and every day. And the, quote, each-and-every-day, unquote, aspect of grief is something that sounds as though it would be obvious, but somehow it isn't, and that needs to be discussed as well. There needs to be a global awareness that grief has no end. Just as a love that you have for your lost loved one has no end, so too has grief. It has no end. So while we are attempting to accomplish all of that, there needs to also be an honest discussion of taking steps forward in this new strange life you find yourself in as you deal with grief. I will admit moving forward is an important and necessary step in the grief process, but not an easy one in any sense of the word. Keep in mind, I did not say moving on. That term, in my opinion, should be banned from existence. It shows a misunderstanding of grief. It implies leaving something behind, leaving your memories behind, perhaps, leaving your history behind. Although that interpretation may be a bit harsh, I personally choose to move forward with my grief. And you see, as I've said many times before, Grief will always be there, and certainly with my memories, my past, my history as well. And in a way, I have no choice but to move forward with grief. And there is the key, the mindset we need to adjust and change, to understand what we need to do is to take a step forward and not a leap past what we've had, what we've experienced, and who we cherish. So how do we begin to do just that? As you may know from previous episodes, my wife Colleen lost her first husband Rob suddenly in 1999 when their daughter was just nine months old. Throughout our relationship, since I met her in late 2003, I have become the beneficiary of grief knowledge directly shared from her experience. Colleen and I often discussed how she was able to take steps to move her life forward in the months and years immediately following Rob's passing. Her simple answer had always been their daughter, Kieran. The reason she could move forward was frankly because she had to move forward for that little girl. Her responsibility to her daughter pushed her each and every day to go to work and provide for her daughter at the time that was needed and for their future. Her life story had now changed. Her story with Rob had come to an untimely end, and she was now faced with what to do with her story. She was young, 28 at the time of Rob's passing. Her future, her plans, those were now unknown. Her life quite literally had toppled and crumbled with fragmented pieces of what once was so carefully planned scattered among her new view of life. The choice was now hers to make. Would she rip the pages from her story and crumple them into a ball, tossing them aside just as her well-planned life seemed to have been just tossed aside? Or would she pick up a pen and turn the page to begin writing a new chapter. In reality, the first mark on that blank page isn't as poetic as it may seem. In fact, it was a bit more complicated. Colleen and I discussed how she experienced an inner struggle with the chapters she'd already written with Rob. One thing was certain, however, her priority was and always would be that little girl at her side. Every life choice she would consider needed to focus on the best interest for their future together. And somehow over time, Colleen found the strength and the desire to make room within the pages of her story for a new chapter. And as you may have guessed, I was good with that. As I stood by with my own stack of blank pages and a box of freshly sharpened pencils, anxious to begin writing my new chapter as well, So together, we chose to take one step at a time to begin to write a new chapter in our story. It became easy for us to decide not to take a leap past the history of their story. Instead, we took small steps, then larger steps, careful not to leave their past behind. For instance, we were cautious with my personal introduction to Karen as we felt the need to insulate her if ever we decided to part ways. And as our relationship grew, we continued having discussions regarding how my introduction into their lives would affect their future as well as their past. And once again, we easily agreed on one very important detail. That five-year-old little girl deserved the connection with her father's story and thus his family, her aunts and uncles, her cousins, and ultimately her history. You see, the bottom line of it all was quite simple. It was the right thing to do. In fear of sounding a bit cliche here, the right thing usually is quite simple, and in this case, quite obvious from our point of view. So why do I share our story? First and foremost, I have a unique perspective to share. Not only my personal grief with the loss of Colleen, but that of Colleen's grief when we had met. She unwittingly taught me so much about grief by just simply sharing with me her journey, her sorrow, and her struggles with redefining her life and finding a way to take those necessary steps forward. To have this insight before I was forced to travel that road myself was a priceless gift of which, at the time, I could not possibly appreciate. So I want to share this with you to help you on your journey. I also hope that my story, our story, can provide you with the confidence to understand that you do not have to put aside your past, your history, to be able to write a new chapter within your own story. Your history with your lost loved one is priceless and always will be. However, it should not be the reason you are not willing to take one step forward for yourself in life. I know that Colleen would not want me to stand still in life. And she would not want our kids to either. I know this because I was fortunate to have received another gift from her. A discussion where she told me exactly what she wished for us. That is not always possible. For Colleen, it was not possible with Rob. And I think because of that, she didn't have that discussion with him. She made certain to have that discussion with me. And I will be forever grateful for that gift she gave to me. It was truly priceless. So ask yourself, what would your person want for you? If you truly are honest with yourself, Your answer can provide you with comfort and grace for a very, very long time. And if you are supporting someone in their grief, share with them this particular gift by suggesting they shift their mindset, if only for a moment, from their grief of their loss to how their loved one would wish they continued going forward. I am aware that this exercise may not be an easy one, But perhaps you can look at this as a nugget of truth love, that honest, difficult realization of something you need to hear, even if it might not be what you want to hear. As I close out this episode, I'd like you to consider how you yourself, for yourself, will begin to take your first step forward while making certain you do not take a leap past. Feel free to hold on to your grief. I am not suggesting you toss that aside. It is now and always will be a part of you. But don't let it be the only part of you that remains after the loss of your person. You are more than your loss. You are more than your grief. And your story has more to be written. Now how will you begin to write your new chapter? Thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast this week. I'm so thankful for you being here each and every week. I know I gave you a lot to think about in a very short time, but I would really appreciate you just taking a moment to think deeply about this. Also, please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com community to access our social channels, and that would be Facebook or Instagram. Request to become a guest on the podcast or contribute to the blog with your own story. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you with inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect with me directly via email. The email address is tim at journeytograteful.com. Or you can just simply call and leave a voicemail. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, I ask if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. That goes a very long way to helping this podcast get in front of those who need to have access to it. Now, as I close out this episode, I'd like to share with you a quote by Scottish poet Thomas Campbell, whose words are appropriate for today's subject. To live in hearts we leave behind is not to die. That is the quintessential reason we speak of our loss, why we speak our loved ones' names, and the need we have to hold tight our memories and our history with them. For those on their journey with grief, this quote and this concept, it won't be very new to you. However, for those who are supporting someone who has lost a loved one, Please hear this. Please know this and hold it close as it means the world for us who are grieving. It means so much for you to understand and for you to help us act upon it. Help us live in the memory and the life that we cherish that is now gone. And help us to say their names. Thank you once again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episodes or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.